Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. I'm Dios FM. And I am Mala Muñoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast hosted by us, Mala and Diosa. We're two IG friends turned podcast partners, breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives. Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mamis of Myth and Bullshit, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we were podcasting independently since 2016, but joined iHeartMedia's My Cultura Network in 2022. This year, we're continuing to share stories from the Latinx community pa todo el mundo. Welcome to Season 8. Are, Are you listening? listening? Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to Season 8 of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I am Mala. You're tuning in to Capitulo 177-177. Last time on Locatora Radio, we interviewed the fantastic, amazing, wonderful, gifted women behind the Radical Clothes Swap. Check them out on Instagram. Check out that interview. And come out to one of the Radical Clothes Swap. I'm, like, so excited to go and swap my clothes. And make sure you subscribe to Locatora Radio, leave a review, and share with a friend. Yeah, you know what I love is that it's like the proof is in the product. Like, all those girls dress so great. They have excellent style. Yes. So I loved talking to them and hearing more about how they started and why they believe in sustainable fashion. Very, very fun interview. And it's true. Like, everyone was fucking serving a look in studio. It was wild. They didn't have to. They just did. Because they, they could. Because they do. Because that's what they do. Yes. <laughs> so just a reminder to subscribe, to follow Locatora Radio, leave us a review, and share with a friend, share with your prima. So there's a lot going on in the world, in our lives, in you know the galaxy of Locatora and surrounding galaxies. I mean, most notably right now, we're in the midst of a major crisis. Um, there is major conflict going on in Israel and Palestine. And um, we're not focusing so much on that issue today, but we're going to bring you more on that in the future. 
Yeah, we are just coming back from some time off, so we didn't necessarily have the the time to book a guest, but that is on our mind, so we wanted to let y'all know. And in the meantime, um, some resources for listeners. The New York Times, The Daily, produced a really powerful, heartbreaking episode called Voices from Gaza, where they speak to a Palestinian-American teacher and a 23-year-old Palestinian, and they're counting, recounting what they're experiencing and what their family's experiencing over the past week. So I encourage all of you to listen to it, share it, and as always, cite your sources, get informed, and talk to your families. I would also say do not look to hot takes from celebrities on this issue. No. If it's like an Instagram infographic, like m- just skip over it, honestly. Like better to do without. There's a lot of really great journalism coming from on the ground. Um, I, for one, like I've been watching a lot on like, you know, the Hulu live news and across the board, you know, there are correspondents delivering direct news and interviewing folks in Israel and in Palestine. So I just think overwhelmingly, like every time something happens and especially in that specific region, and I see so much just really shallow, like ignorant, like language online, I just don't look to celebs. They don't know. They really don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They're in their own bubble. So, yes, we will be hopefully talking to someone in the future. So stay tuned for that episode. Absolutely. And in the meantime, we, like Yosa mentioned, we went on a trip, the trip of a lifetime, a fabulous trip to Peru for Yosa's 30th birthday. And it was fantastic. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was so fun. Mal and I went and my primo Jonathan went and it felt like in some way such a high stakes trip because these two people are so important to me. I was like, oh my God, I hope we come back in one piece and (laughs) that I still have friends and family members. And we did. (laughs) We we survived. We survived. Um, Yeah, I think it was, I wanted a combination of some, you know, time in Lima, but then also some like excursion, some intentional trail walking hiking Hiking, i was gonna say trail running but we weren't running um some intentional spiritual connection with nature and so that was how i planned this trip and we did the inca trail we did the mini the mini trail which was not mini at all it was really challenging it was a two-day trail and if you've heard of the inca trail or camino inca it's there's like a four-day option and then there's a seven-day option and it involves camping it involves staying on site, carrying all your, your lugging all of your things, all not of bathe, that. Not bathing. Not bathing. And well, I mean, I think by now y'all know me a little bit and that was really <laughs> not my vibe. And so the mini trail felt like the way to go for me because we were done in two days and it was still really challenging in spite of it being an eight mile trek versus the very longer version. Yeah. Um, there's one that starts in Cusco that takes you all the way to Machu Picchu, and then there's one that starts in Ollantaytambo. And so we started kind of mid to the end of the trail. And it was really, I feel like it was really interesting because our guide was explaining that one of the reasons why the Spanish never got up there is because you can't take horses up there. Like horses cannot like make this trail. It is like they built stone steps into the side of the mountain and it's all it's all uphill and it's all stairs. Like it was very, very challenging. It was very fun. The guide, our guide was great and he was, you know, pretty um consistently talking about how like this is the type of 
trail that's going to like test your limits. Right. You know, and like once you start, you really have to finish. You can't, we're really, you can't turn around. We're not, we can't airlift you out. (laughs) There's really no going back. So Mm -hmm. once, like Mala said, once you're in it, you're in it. And it was really challenging but really beautiful I kept having these moments like this is not real you know what I mean like it Mm -hmm. felt fake in some ways because it's so beautiful that it felt unreal and I also like because you mentioned that like the Spanish couldn't arrive there because they because of their horses Um, just a little bit of history for those that don't know most of you probably do though but Machu Picchu is one of the seven wonders of the world and part of that reason is because it was never discovered by the conquistadores the invaders the Spanish Españoles, mm-hmm. and it was a religious place that was found intact. And so there was a little bit of restoration that happened, but it was found intact. And one of the reasons, like Mala mentioned, is because it was never found by the Spanish because it wasn't easy to get there. You had mm-hmm. to go by foot yeah, and like deal with the high altitude. Like well hidden, definitely well, well hidden up in the mountains. And we uh, learned about all the different microclimates the microclimas that what uh, 27 in the area and um you go from like really humid really thick air to then you're like in a cloud forest to then it's raining and um it was really cool to experience that all those differences in the climate as we hiked as we climbed there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. It was incredible. We started the trip on my actual birthday or we Mm -hmm. started the climb on my actual birthday, which was really nice. And then we ended the day like at Machu Picchu. Yes. And it was also amazing the way that like our first opportunity to see Machu Picchu, like that first like vista, Mm -hmm. uh, it was completely cloudy. We couldn't see. And then we hiked a little farther down and then there she was clear as day. 
But the folks who came up behind us just five minutes later, they were too late. The clouds had come back and covered again. And so that was really amazing just to see how quickly things can change up there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it was in an eight mile hike that took us about seven hours. And I mean, I I hope you still love me after that. Oh, hike. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it was like a very, um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's very hard. But once you finish, you have that sense of accomplishment and wonder and it's so worth it. And that was one of those experiences, you know, and just finishing something that not everybody in the world is going to have the chance to experience. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, so thank you for taking me. Yeah, no, of course. Absolutely. It definitely feels like one of those once in a lifetime trips. Mm -hmm. You know, we can go to Machu Picchu at, at hopefully, you know, any point. Um, but to experience the trail and the walking and just to be able to do that, it felt very once in a lifetime. Yeah. And I'm like really grateful that we got to mark you know, a milestone birthday together, like on this trip, doing this Camino, it just felt, yeah, very great, a really good way to bring in the new decade, the new year. I'm very ritualistic every year, like I do some type of something on my birthday. And this just felt like the thing that I had been feeling this way for a couple of years when I, you know, was 27. As I felt 30 approaching, as I could see 30 approaching, thinking like, I really want to do something different for that birthday. Mm -hmm. I've celebrated my birthday in the past with, you know, maybe a birthday party, a dinner, something. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like I want to do something different. And I don't want it to feel like every birthday. And every birthday, of course, is amazing. It's wonderful to celebrate another year of life. But to really be able to mark it with such a monumental trip was really important to me. Totally. It was um, definitely a very intentional trip Diosa put together this beautiful itinerary and everything was just like meticulously mapped out <laughs> from our time in Lima where we were eating yeah to going to Cusco and how we spent our time there the tours that we did acclimating in time for the hike which was very important because when we got to Cusco like the first couple days I wasn't I didn't know what to expect from the altitude but then just walking around, I I was like, wow, I'm winded. This yeah. is it. This is what people talk about. Like, I should not be winded right now. We're just walking a very short distance, you know. But we had enough time to, like, get ourselves situated so that by the time we hit the Inca Trail, it was still very hard. But it wasn't as hard as it would have been. Yeah. And for context, you know, we're in L.A. We're at sea level. Yeah. And even when you arrive to Lima, you're at sea level. And when you get to Cusco, it's 11,000 feet above sea level. Right. And for a lot of people, that's like the first, that's like the highest elevation that they've ever gotten to. And so it's, it does take a while to acclimate. And so it is recommended that you arrive to Cusco a couple of days before doing the Machu Picchu hike so that your body can acclimate. And Machu Picchu is actually lower in elevation. Cusco. So Cusco is higher. So it does give you that benefit of spending time there. And then you're, you do feel better once you're you're at Machu Picchu. Totally. It was amazing, too, to see how many people were were there and getting on the buses and 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 checking out the sites. And um, our tour guide told us like a number of the thousands of people that passed through there every day, which like insane numbers, like 
the 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 llamas are seeing so many people (laughs) (laughs) the like Machu Picchu llamas they like they're seeing so many people on a daily basis it's really wild to think about but this Jonathan your your cousin brought this up that you know there are some places in the world because of all the tourism Mm -hmm. that potentially 5 10 15 years maybe won't be as open exactly to the public and Machu Picchu being one of those places because there's so much traffic so happy to have seen it while it's still open you know yeah I mean it's it's one of those things where you look at the beauty of something and how the government in particular has really capitalized on um moving money and moving the economy through this but Mm -hmm. then also seeing the people the locals right so dependent on tourism and so you think about some time like COVID where no one was traveling and how that affected certain communities that Mm -hmm. were there um, when you're so reliant on tourism. And yeah, the the beauty of going and seeing something, but then also like wanting to preserve it. Like maybe we shouldn't actually be able to go walk down through Machu Picchu, at least all of us. Mm -hmm. Is there a limit, right? And there's been talks of that for years now. Totally. I also appreciated, I think all of our guides spoke an an indigenous language. Yes. Um, and so it was also amazing the way that all of our tours had this very indigenous sort of anti-colonial framework. And these are official tours. Yeah. You know, so like through the cathedral, through the city or taking us up even like into the other historical sites, which was that second tour that we did. And the, then the Valle Sagrado tour that we did. Yes. Yeah. And then the Machu Picchu tour itself, like there was a very strong, you know, indigenous history and contemporary indigenous lens applied to everything, which I have not experienced on a tour like in a Latin American country and I'll tell you, the last time I was in Machu Picchu and in Cusco was in 2014. And I don't know if it's the tour guide that we had, but that was not the type of history that we were receiving. Oh, wow. And not the type of knowledge that we were, you know, being given. So I don't know if it's, if that's um, across the board, the type of tours that people are receiving, or if that's just, we just got so lucky yeah. in that. I mean, I knew for sure when we did the... We booked our tour for the Inca Trail with this tour company called Evolutions Trekking. And they're a fair trade ethical tour company. And that was something that I was looking for when we were booking because I know the history Mm -hmm. and I know how dependent and how exploited some people can be when it comes to tourism. So Mm -hmm. that was something that I was looking at. By chance, though, when we did our city tour in Cusco, we did the Valle Sagrado tour. I booked that through our hotel, which is an option when you're traveling through Cusco. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like lia- liaising happening between sure. the hotels and the tour companies, right? And so we had the really great opportunity of hearing these decolonial histories and this decolonial perspective, learning some Quechua along the way, hearing things in both. You know, this is how Spanish identified as Cusco, the city of Cusco, but yeah. in Quechua it's actually Cusco. And so hearing those two comparisons throughout our tours, I think, was really powerful and in, and really great in centering the indigenous history of Cusco, of that region. But that's not something that I had received before. Very interesting. Because, yeah, all three of our tour guides yeah. gave us sort of that indigenous people's history. Yes, of Peru at all these different places that they were taking us. So I'm very surprised to hear that. Maybe they're in more recent years because they've all studied. Mm -hmm. Maybe there has been more of a movement, more of a push 
to incorporate that history. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm, I think we should look into now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous country. I ate gooey, which is guinea pig. Yes. And it was delicious. It was like chicharron. I loved it with a side of papitas. <laughs> it was fabulous. I had alpaca. You did. Also very yummy, like alpaca skewers. Yes. They were great. And I mean, the food was just to die for. Yeah, it really is the best in the world. Sorry. I mean, like <laughs> formally recognized <laughs> as number one. Yeah. Yes. And I think for me, yeah, it's it's really fun to go back and also see my family. We spent when we spent some time in Lima, we stayed with my primo and I got to see just some other family members on this trip, which was exciting. And we were there for nine days and it just that just never feels like enough. You know, I think mm-hmm. by day 10, I was like, OK, I have to go back home because we have there's things that need to be done. But I think for me, like going to Peru, like I have to be there three weeks like mm. that, you know, four days in Lima is definitely not enough. I need a week there. And there was still more that I wanted us to do. But, you know, we were on a tight timeline. And I'm actually also writing something for a publication about this trip. So I will share more. I will share that later once once it's out. Oh, yes. We captured tons of content. So expect expect more. Yeah, there will be more about this trip. 100%. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. While we were away, there were a lot of things happening, of course, right? Across the globe, but in L.A. specifically. And so, you know, we're coming back off of our break, but we have to talk about some things because Nuri Martinez has resurfaced. She is the subject of a new podcast by Elias Studios, Imperfect Paradise, and it's a four-part series. So do what you will with that information. But Mala also listened to another podcast that talks about this series. And so she wanted to tell us a little bit more about that today. Yeah. Nuri Martinez and Kevin DeLeon have been doing press recently. Yes. KDL recently announced he's 
descarado running for re-election. Yes, he is. And he had a, uh, a spread in the LA Times. Nuri Martinez had her own spread and this uh, Elliest Imperfect Paradise podcast, which we have listened to. And it's just fascinating that both of them are doing their press runs at the same time. And um, it has also been fascinating to track some of the responses to the Nuri Martinez Imperfect Paradise Elias podcast. So in listening to it, you know, it's very uh, biographical. It takes us to like Nuri's roots and her beginnings and the, the start of her political awareness and consciousness and her political career. Uh, there is some questioning around the Fed tapes. We, of course, covered the leaked Fed tapes in our episode with Odilia Romero a year ago now. You can go back and listen to that for the full download on what originally happened. And um, there's a podcast called the LA Podcast. And I listened to their analysis of the Nuri Martinez Imperfect Paradise LA's podcast. And what I found very interesting is their observation, and I agree with them, that especially among Latinos, that so much of our focus has been around like, oh, well, Latinos and are Spanish and this is how we talk and this is what we think and this is how we're raised and this is how we identify and we have, you know, these issues with racism. Like it's very, I think, like um, our publications with like Latino journalists and writers and thinkers on the subject have focused a lot on that. I agree with that analysis. And something else that they brought in is like we have to remember what they were doing in the room, not just what they were saying, but why were these leaders in the city of Los Angeles getting together. Well, they were getting together to gerrymander and reduce the number of black seats and reduce black political power because, you know, redistricting. And that's what they were in the room to talk about. And so I thought that that was super fascinating and super on point. You know, like on some level, who cares about like why they said the things that they said and whether or not they were raised with anti-blackness or anti-indigeneity in their homes, we know that they were, you know, like we don't actually need to do all of that investigation. Um, but like the way that they were wielding their political power in that space, can we talk about that? So I just thought that that was a very interesting perspective that has sort of helped me to like ground my analysis as these figures, KDL and Nuri, do their press runs. You know, and they do their podcasts and they do their they do their interviews. Why are we vote if you're going to vote them back into office, you know, like just know this is how they use their political power. This is how they intend to use their political power. This is how they tried to use their political power. So I don't know. It's just very fascinating. Everything that's going on right now. Um, I encourage you to check out that podcast because I think their analysis is spot on. I, I also think like our media outlets out there like why be the devil's advocate like the devil doesn't need an advocate you know like homegirl we knew all this stuff about her life and her beginnings and her origin story because she had a huge platform she's told us to, many times to share with us we already knew all this you know this is not new information yeah and i i think my biggest takeaway you know the the podcast is not over yet 
I believe tomorrow when this episode comes out is the release of their fourth and final episode of the series. So I can't comment yet on that. But so far, my thought has been in the way this podcast has been produced and how, what we're listening as the audience, the information that we're given is that Nuri still hasn't learned. Nuri Martinez still has not changed. She hasn't actually pieced together that it should not be us versus them us being Latinos versus black folks, black Angelinos. And I still very much feel that that w is seated in there is that belief. And I have not heard the contrary. Um, I think that she does a lot of explaining as to the type of stress she was under and in some way is supposed to explain why she was making the comments that she was making because she was so frustrated and so upset and had been experiencing xyz and to me that still doesn't matter you know we're we can we all experience lots of things right and the the reality is that these were at that time the probably the most powerful Latinos in elected office. And so in one of the episodes, they do feature Senator Alex Padilla. And he very much says, you know, that he talked to Nuri Martinez and said, this is not okay. What you said was wrong. What you did was wrong. And what basically saying we have to walk the talk. I can't excuse what you're doing and then go and tell someone else that they can't do that. And so I did appreciate that perspective from like another Latino leader, right, that has been, has worked al alongside Nuri Martinez for decades. The podcast was obviously made. It's an LAist podcast. There is also some belief that maybe this type of show should not have been made, didn't need to be made. I don't necessarily know yet. You know, I think I'm, I'm waiting to hear the full series before I really decide. Like, I, I'm, I guess there's a part of me that's like hopeful that the final episode will kind of redeem the last three i didn't necessarily think it was providing us anything new other than it's an exclusive with sure. nori martinez that's to me that's what the big thing is it's an exclusive 100 but i don't necessarily know that we're learning anything new the media will be made about people who have done terrible things no matter what mm -hmm. and i think of course it's it's uh it's natural to come and ask that question, like, should we be making this content about this person? Should right. we be platforming this person? And in the case of journalism in particular, I mean, plenty of, of dictators and, and f figures who have committed horrendous crimes, you know, they sit down for an interview with Barbara Walters or whatever, you know, and they have their, their special. Right. Which is why I think it makes sense that Elias did make this podcast, yes. whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. You know, the point of which is even within journalists is a constant debate now is if objectivity even exists. Right. But I can see for a legacy news outlet like mm -hmm. Elias feeling like, well, to be journalistic, to have journalistic integrity is to be unbiased. So we're going to have this we're going to make this podcast, right? Yes. And that's within the industry. That's a debated topic even now. Yeah. I, somebody was going to interview her. Right. Somebody was going to, she was going to sit down with somebody. And it sounds like Elias reached out to Nuri, texted her or left a voicemail or something because Nuri's phone number was on Twitter. And that was how they reached out to her. And that they were, they themselves were surprised when Nuri responded and, and established communication with them. And so she was going to sit down with somebody and it happened to be Elias for whatever reason. Maybe she trusts them or she feels comfortable with them. 
And I wonder, like, was she considering different outlets? Was she thinking, do I go in and talk to the LA Times on their podcast? Elliest has produced other podcasts about different scandals that have happened in Los Angeles. So not just politicians. They followed the the yoga conspiracy theorists that were happening here in L.A. Like there's a lot of different news that they cover. So I think it, in a way it does make sense, right, that this was the outlet. But again, I've seen a lot of also black journalists qu- question on Twitter, did yes. this even need to be made? Were there any black journalists in the room? That worked on this podcast. So I think questions people have questions and that's okay that's that's part of journalism is Mm -hmm. it's getting people to think and talk and question i would say yeah check it out if you want to hear what nuri martinez has to say and if you're interested in hearing the piece that la has produced and put out i mean it's it's la news you know don't take our word for it yeah there's a lot of different coverage happening through different outlets so yeah encourage you all to listen and read for yourself. Yeah. I think too, you know, our parents and our elders and folks who like live in LA and vote and such, like, I don't actually know how much like our older folks are in tune with what happened and with this conversation. And especially like there is a lot of support behind KDL. There is. And I think people are very ready to like move on and like forgive him. Yeah, you have to, again, this is not to justify or excuse KDL, but you think the LA Times, and they did a write-up about him, they quoted a couple senoras, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's at food distributions. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing this man give you a turkey for Thanksgiving. That's going to be more real to you than maybe you haven't even heard the FET tapes. You don't know what happened. I think that's why it was very telling why Kevin DeLeon did his first public interview with Univision in Spanish, very telling. He knows who his base is. He knows the senoras are going to forgive him. And it seems like they have. You know what? Maybe the reason Nuri went to Elliot is because she knew that the older folks were going to forget and forgive her and be ready to move on. But she was more specifically maybe trying to speak to like us, our demographic. Because who listens to an Elias podcast? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that this is another reason for us, like especially we've talked about in the past, like when it comes to civic engagement, a lot of times Latinos, we will kind of like vote as a family or like, okay, how are we voting? At least in my experience. And if you if you have this awareness, you can like continue to talk to your family about like why some candidates we should be supporting and why some we should not. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of Latinos, Latinx folks that vote based on just Spanish surname alone. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, continuing to have that conversation is important. Yeah. These have been some of the happenings (laughs) in the past few weeks. It's been eventful, to say the least. Thank you for tuning in to (laughs) another episode of Locatora Radio. We will catch you next time. Besitos. Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, is executive produced and hosted by me, Mala Munoz, and Diosa Femme. Story editing by me, Diosa. Audio editing by Stephanie Franco. Thank you to our locamores, our listeners, for all of your support.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.